Hey guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. back to kind of a special episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. I had originally planned to have a guest on today's show, and I'm pushing that back a week or two. Um, I have some amazing guests that are coming up in the coming weeks, but I thought it was important to take this time and just vulnerably speak to you from my heart and specifically talk about the mental toll of social distancing. We have had quite the week, haven't we, here in the United States? And if any of my friends from other countries are listening, maybe this isn't something new to you. Maybe you've been experiencing this for a while already. But here in the United States, the coronavirus has hit and reality is (laughs) staring us in the face real hard. And I I have so many thoughts on this and you know I'm noticing so many emotions online so many emotions within myself even and so I just want to take the time to share that with you um in a lot of ways it, it seems to me as though the entire country woke up and realized they have cystic fibrosis like that's kind of what it feels like looking at this from from the perspective of somebody who has had to practice social distancing the majority of their life. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but cystic fibrosis um, is puts me in the, the high-risk category because we are already more susceptible to any type of lung disease, any type of lung infection. And um, social distancing is something that us CF warriors have had to do for the last couple decades. When I was a kid growing up, we would have a monthly CF day clinic day at our doctor office in Bismarck, North Dakota. And it was kind of fun, actually, because it gave us a chance to connect with other CF patients. It gave parents the opportunity to talk to other parents and have a support group. And so what would happen is all of the CF patients, the kids would go to a different area of the hospital and we would have like our fun little lunch time and we'd get to play together in the playroom. And it was just a fun time where we would connect with people who were just like us, right? We would have friends who were just like us going through the same disease And our parents would be able to learn from medical experts about how to keep us healthy and safe. And they would be able to talk about the things that they're struggling with, you know, having to raise kids with this life-threatening disease. Well, eventually, the CF Foundation discovered that it was a dangerous thing for CF patients to be in the same room together and specifically to be super close to each other. So they came up with a rule. 
Um, I don't even remember what year, but it was 15 to 20 years ago. They came up with a rule that said CF patients have to be six feet apart from each other. That's how the movie Five Feet Apart came to be. Um, it, It was kind of in the movie, it is their way, the character's way of taking some control back and feeling like, you know, we're gonna, we're going to be a little bit risky and be five feet apart instead of six feet apart. I highly recommend renting that movie right now because it's gonna give you an insight into what life with CF is really like and what social distancing has been like for us and why it has been so important to our survival. And when things like cold and flu season pop up, when I have friends with bronchitis or pneumonia, social distancing goes into play. Like I have to actively implement it. And I don't live my life in fear of getting sick, but I definitely don't push push the boundary lines of it either. Like I, I have learned not to be risky because I know what it's like to suffer in breathing. I know what it's like to struggle to catch your breath. I know what it's like to struggle just to breathe doing basic things like walking to your bathroom or going up the steps or walking down the hallway. And I I don't live my life in fear of getting sick, but I also don't want to put myself in a situation where I have a season of struggling again, especially since right now I am doing so well on Trikafta. And I haven't coughed, I haven't struggled to breathe for 50 days now. And that's an amazing experience. It's an amazing feeling. And I'm sharing all of this with you before I get to some tips that you can take so that you have an understanding of what social distancing has been like in my world. It's not a brand new thing. In fact, it's something that the CF community can rise up and lead in right now because we're not, we're not necessarily wrestling with all of the emotional and mental impact of social distancing. It's already a part of our life. So I want you to know that in no way during this episode am I trying to downplay the importance of this, nor am I trying to downplay the very real feelings that you might be going through of being frustrated and scared and lonely and fearful. Those are all real things and we need to be willing to face them. However, I do want to let you know that those are not the feelings that I'm I'm struggling with right now because I've had to face those over the last decade. I know how to tap into healthy coping skills, and I'm not afraid. And I want to be here today to be a voice for you, to be a voice of hope, to be a voice of wisdom and guidance as to how to walk through these very uncertain times with a little bit more positivity and a little bit more... um maybe a little bit more certainty of what you can focus on, what you do have control over, and how you can still find some very real joy and happiness and positive um, positivity through all of this. So I'm going to take a sip of my green tea, and then I'm going to share with you some things to think about. Okay, and I'm going to get really real with you. I believe in vulnerability, but I also believe in some tough love. 
And know that I have had to give myself tough love with all of this too, just to make sure that I don't fall back into those unhealthy coping skills because it's always it's always a possibility, right? If we don't stay on top of our own personal growth and leadership, we can easily fall into the fear and the anxiety and the worry and the doubt and the panic that is happening around us online and in our sphere of influence. So let's all take a collective sip of coffee or tea, and then we're going to dive in, all right? Okay, so obviously the mental toll of all of this social distancing is things like confusion, uncertainty, uh, loneliness, fear, panic, insecurity. Um, I have had this very strange feeling of nostalgia this week where I have missed this old apartment that we used to live in with yellow walls on the first floor in Bismarck, North Dakota. And it was my safe haven with my dog, Ajabi, at the time back in 2012 when I was so sick and almost died. And I was wrestling with depression and anxiety at that point. And I can't, I, I, I walked around all week this week trying to figure out why am I so why am I missing that so much? Like, what is this feeling attached to? And I realized that I am kind of processing everybody else's emotions on social media. And I am paying attention to that. And I'm... um not processing it and taking it in in a negative way, but I'm realizing that I'm stronger now than I was back then. But missing that source of comfort of having my fur baby with me, missing that source of comfort of that feeling of being in a space that felt safe, in a time when, you know, maybe there wasn't a pandemic going on in the world, but there was a pandemic happening in our home because my health was unstable. Our finances were unstable. My husband's job was in the oil field at the time, and that was unstable. There was a lot of instability happening in that season of my life. And I think what I was missing more than ever were those small things that made it feel precious, Small things like making our house a home after losing our home to a fire a few years before that and finally being ready to put artwork on the wall. Things like wanting to hold my fur baby. Like these are all the emotions that, um, all the memories really that have come back to me this week in the midst of all of this. And they're not exactly connected in the same way. Like it, it's not connected in the way that, oh, the last time we went through a pandemic, no, it's not like that because let's face it, we have never been in this situation before, right? This is like a 100-year pandemic type of experience and nobody on earth right now has a has a clue of what to do with it, right? We are all in brand new territory. But I have more peace right now than I I think I would had I never walked through that. Because when we go through seasons of insecurity and instability just in life in general, 
we get an opportunity to set up new healthy habits and get self-aware so that we can handle it better in the future. So I'm coming to you from this episode with that really super long intro, um, just to let you know that I understand all of the uncertain feelings, but I've been there and I don't feel that way right now. I really don't. Yes, it's a little bit scary from the standpoint of not knowing how how things are going to work out economically right now. I get that. But if you are the type of person where you are set up to have your your finances in order, if you're the type of person who at least one of you in your family has a stable job right now, um, if you are the type of person where you are leading in any type of capacity, I want to encourage you with the fact that you have everything you need right now inside of you to handle this well. So I want to share with you some of my best practices for social distancing, how I keep my mental health stable and strong in the midst of social distancing. Every single time I end up in the hospital for a two-week tune-up or longer, it's social distancing time. It really is. And I have learned that um, laying around in my jammies and watching Netflix and binging on movies and episodes, uh, doing that every day, all day is not good mentally. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for that. And now there's maybe a little bit extra time for that. That's totally fine. But I would encourage you right now to give yourself permission to maybe only do that three days a week instead of all seven. And during those other times, I want to encourage you to get up and get dressed and put yourself together. Put your makeup on, do your hair, um, you know, Put yourself together as though you were still going out into society. And even if you want to, like if you love shoes and you're not wearing them much, put your shoes on in the house. The other day, Rachel and I did a webinar for Rayma Team and I put my heels on. Why? Because when I wear my heels, I'm on my A-game. Because it makes me feel like I look good. It makes me feel uh, totally... Uh, put together, like it just makes me feel great. So do that. If that helps you be on your A game, do that a couple times a week. Who cares if it's silly? You got to do what works for you right now, right? Also, you know, with social distancing, making sure that you are by sunshine or able to get outdoors or even just sit by a window is important. Um, we are going for walks when the weather is nice here in North Dakota because we live in a neighborhood that is not completely overpopulated. There's not a lot of traffic. And so we get out and we do that. Being outside and running and biking and walking is a great way to keep your spirits up because this isn't so far, this isn't something that we need to uh, isolate ourselves inside with because it's not airborne yet. I think I read something the other day that it could be airborne for 30 minutes to three hours. I don't know how truthful that is. Um, But as of yet, it's still okay to walk outside and be outside. So do more of that. Um, Your online connection 
is something we should all be tapping into, but we need to be intentional about it. If you're scrolling through your social media feeds right now and there are people posting things about conspiracy, controversy, if they are stirring the pot of fear and anxiety and doubt and worry in your mind, block and delete them or at the very least snooze them and unfollow them. That That is of utmost importance right now because the thing about social media is it's great for connection, but it also kind of uh, kidnaps you on a bunny trail before you even realize what's happening. So be intentional about it. Set up time to FaceTime your favorite people and and your loved ones. Check in with them. Um, Set up time to have some, you know, girl time on Zoom or family time on Zoom or guys, like if you guys, I don't know, whatever guys do, get together on Zoom. It's a great way to stay connected. In fact, my besties and I got on Zoom the other night for like an hour and we laughed about the fact that we haven't done this yet because turns out we're all spoonies from time to time where we need to, you know, stay home and rest. And we could have been doing this all along, but it took a pandemic to even try it. So tap into those resources where you can build connection online. Read books, write, write books. Like if you have wanted to start a blog, now is the perfect time. If you have wanted to write a book, now is the perfect time. If you want to design something and get into graphic design or be artsy, like now is the perfect time to do that and to tap into training, you know, watch videos that will teach you how to do that. If there's a skill you've wanted to learn, now is the perfect time to lean into it. Reach out to people and check in on them. And at the same time, check in with your favorite people and let them know that you need them to reach out to you as well. When you're a positive person, if you're if you're a thought leader or somebody who always likes to make sure everybody around you is is doing well and you want to encourage them, it can be really overwhelming because you might not have as many people checking in on you. So guys, I need to tell you right now, if you have people that encourage you, you need to return the favor. Check in on them. This happens to me all the time. I think because I'm outgoing and I'm positive, Um, And I believe that my words matter and that part of my purpose on this earth is to help give people hope and encourage them back and lead them well. I think people forget that I need to be checked in on too. I need a text message or a phone call or a Zoom call or a FaceTime call just out of the blue. I need people to check in on me and say, hey, how are you doing? Other people in your life probably need that too. And if you don't have people doing that, then reach out and let them know you need that. And always, of course, make sure that you have some of your favorite guilty pleasures on hand, like coffee, um, your favorite snacks. But here's where I'm going to give some tough love and turn the, the table on how to be responsible. Because you guys, this is not the time to overeat. This is not the time to hoard a ton of stuff. Um, There's a difference between preparation and hoarding. So stay on your food plan. 
yeah, that's going to help your waistline. And guess what? It's also going to help those who might go hungry because of your selfishness. It is absurd the level of selfishness that is happening because people don't understand how to prepare. They, they don't understand how to prep and how to make sure they have enough of, their, of the resources that their family need so that you know they're not over-resourcing themselves. They're not hoarding. And so what do they do? They panic and they take everything. You guys, that is actually causing a bigger problem right now than you can imagine. There are people going without food, going without resources for their family because they didn't get to the store fast enough and they didn't have the money to hoard hoard everything. They're on a budget. Think about what you're doing, you guys. You can prepare. Just don't be selfish about it. Okay? One of the things that I think we need to get a grasp on, and as a certified lean health coach, we've been practicing this in our home, Um, you don't need as much food as you think you do, okay? That's why staying on a food plan is so important. Most of the time, we buy way more groceries than we need because we don't understand portion control. We don't understand the amount of calories that we actually need to consume because we haven't been keeping track of it, right? So Nate and I know like our grocery store shopping list is pretty much the same every week. So how have we been preparing? Well, I tell you what, we haven't bought anything in bulk because uh, the stores have been sold out. So we've had to spend a little bit more money on groceries than we normally would because we've had to buy what's left. And um, that's not saying that we weren't prepared because we are. We have, we have a, month, a month's worth of food right now. Um, we know exactly what we need if we need to go to the store and stock up. And we've been responsible about it. We have what we need for, we have a month or two supply of, you know, what we need for for soap. We, and, and that is, you guys, a month or two supply for two people is not like, you know, 10 bottles of soap. No, it's like four. So we need to step back and think about that. Some of you have larger families, so obviously you're going to need a larger quantity. But for those of you who have two to four people in your home, this is the time to ration things, portion control. Don't overeat. Make sure that you're getting the right calories and enough of them by tracking them in MyFitnessPal and teach yourselves how to have self-control. It's so silly to me. And I get it. We used to do this before we paid attention to any of our uh, grocery list and our finances. And when we were in debt, we were buying way more than we needed. But guess what? When we learned how to eat out of our pantry, wow, did that cut back on our finances? And did we realize how much food we actually had without even trying? You have more food in your pantry, most likely, than you realize. It's time to get creative with your food. It's time to get creative with your meal planning. Be aware of other people around you. I heard somebody say the other day on the news that, um, not on the news, but like somewhere on Facebook, I heard one of my mentors say, you know, if we all had been 
purchasing exactly what we needed and just a little bit extra instead of panic buying in fear, then everybody would would be able to have what they need right now. And I don't know how it's like in your area, but in our area, the shelves are bare. It looks like a snowstorm out there and it's silly, right? You guys, now is not the time to panic buy. Now is the time to be wise about what we're purchasing, to make sure that we are set, and to remember that there are other people who also need food. They need shelter. They need things. This is not the time to be selfish. Here's a tip that I saw. um, I believe it was Kristen Bell. She's an actress and I follow her on Instagram and she posted a photo the other day. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but when you're at the grocery store, a label like the the food label that tells you how much an item is um, sometimes has in little red writing the, the letters W-I-C. Pay attention to this, you guys, because that's important. W-I-C indicates that that is an item for families on food stamps. And if you weren't aware of this, families on WIC and on food stamps, they can only purchase certain things. So if you don't need to be on food stamps and you notice that the items you're buying show that, grab something else, guys. Grab the next the next option available that might cost a little bit more, but if you don't have to be on food stamps, then you're not somebody who has a limited uh, amount of items that they can purchase. People on food stamps can only buy the things that have that on the label, that WIC. So pay attention to that. If you are hoarding food and it has WIC on it, but you don't need food stamps, you are taking away from people that have a limited supply of what they can actually purchase and they're going to go hungry. And I don't know about you, but thinking about that, like really stepping back and thinking about that makes me really emotional that there are people out there going hungry because the people that have the finances to be smart and to help out are being silly right now and buying things that they don't need. I hope you can tell some of the irritation in my voice because it does. It's a righteous anger inside of me. We can be responsible and still think of others at the same time. We really can. Okay, here's another thing, you guys. If you are in debt right now, this is not the time to make extra large payments. It really isn't. This is the time to build up your savings. Now, I understand what that's like. We know what it's like to be in a lot of debt. We were there. And there comes a time where paying off as much debt as you can is important. But if you don't have savings right now, you need to think about that. Think about what your family will go through if one of you loses a job and you don't have extra money in savings. Be wise about it, you guys. In the Bible, Joseph helped Egypt build up a stockpile of resources when they had their seven years of plenty because seven years of famine were coming. Think like that. Now, don't take it way to the other side and go crazy about it, but be aware of it. Be wise with your spending. 
Here's another thing. If you don't have a job right now, I encourage you to pay attention to what your state and the government might have available for help. Pay attention to that. If you have, um, you know, maybe consider taking part-time work. I, my husband just shared with me that in North Dakota, Walmart is looking at hiring 500 employees right now to help stock shelves. Costco is hiring extra people right now in Fargo, I saw, because they need people to stock shelves. They're treating it like a seasonal part-time position, and they're hiring a lot of people like one-day hiring process because they need it, but they also know that people who have lost jobs need income. So let's all band together and figure out the best way to do this, the best way to make it through. If you have a side hustle, right now. Don't stop selling. Here's the thing. When you're in debt, you start to project your financial reality onto other people. That is one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn, you guys, because not everybody is in debt. So what that means is there are people right now who are financially stable. They have everything they need for two to three months and then some. And they are willing to sow back into the economy to help people who need to make an income right now. There are people like that. So what does that mean? Okay, if you're selling supplements, keep selling them. People need them right now. We need strong immune systems. We need healthy bodies right now. If you are selling something like Color Street Nails, girl, keep up the selling. Women right now who can't get to the salon because their salon is closed, they're going to be super thankful for you being able to sell them some fun looking nails. I know that seems so trivial and superficial, but it's real. People are going to really appreciate that. Order takeout from local restaurants. Do what you can uh, to you know purchase things from boutiques that are offering online sales. Not everybody is is in the same dire financial situation that you might be. So remember that. Don't put your situation on them. Rise up and be a leader. Show people how to lead and live well during this and keep feeding into the economy. We need that right now. The law of reaping and sowing still exists in a pandemic, you guys. If you sow fear and scarcity, that's what you're going to reap. It really truly is. Here's another thing. Um, For those of you who maybe have a lot of medicine that you have to buy, consider ordering it online or call your doctors and see if they can switch everything to a 90-day supply so that you have three months worth of medicine stocked up just in case. I can't even tell you right now, you guys, the, um, like I get emotional thinking about the level of peace that my husband and I have right now because of the fact that we have three months worth of living expenses in our savings account, because of the fact that we, you know, we have taken the steps over the last three months to get rid of the uh, maybe business expenses that we didn't need. Moving our, our offices for Rayma team from a uh, from having an office downtown to working from home was a godsend. 
It has taken out unnecessary expenses that we would be stressed about right now. And if you are in that point right now where you're thinking, okay, well, I need to get rid of expenses. I need to do that. Do that, but do it wisely. Look at, okay, what are you spending um, on entertainment right now that you don't need? What are the necessities for you? And I want to challenge you right now to think about this. My, one of my mentors, Danny Johnson, taught us a decade ago that the best investment you can ever make is an investment into yourself, into your skill. So while you are looking at what to get rid of, I want to challenge you, do not get rid of the, the investment into yourself. Do what you must to keep growing. This is not the time to stop plugging into the things that are giving you tools to help you stay accountable and to stay strong and to help your business grow. No, this is the time to cut back on needless panic buying of food that you might not eat all of before it goes bad. What a waste is that? Think of all the people that are going hungry because you may be overstocked on things that are going to go bad before you can eat them. Okay, think wisely here, people. This is not the time to cut back on spending on the things that are helping you grow. Even your gym membership, if your gym is starting to share videos online, don't let go of that. You are helping other families that work in that gym to still put food on their tables. Think about that, okay? This is a time to be wise. It's a time to know what you are sowing into. I saw the other day uh, that there was a fundraising walk run that canceled and they were working on paying back everybody that registered for it. And I saw several people say, I don't want my money back. Use it for your organization. Be a giver in this time. Be a connector in this time. It's really going to help you grow and position yourself to have just better mental health and to help feed the economy at the same time, guys. Just think about it. Don't give in to the panic and hysteria, but become wise during this time. So I want to end today by telling you that... um, we at Rama team put together a social distancing survival pack. It's basically some free downloads of some of our top resources to help you um, to really help you stay mentally strong and lead your tribe intentionally during this time. So what you're going to get with this download is a gratitude builder download that you can totally do as a family um, to help everybody stay mentally strong. You're going to get a social media connection plan to help you lead well online. You're going to get a persistence builder to help build your persistence. And you're even going to get a healthy coping strategies workbook to help you build mental resilience through all of this. It is absolutely free. Absolutely free. 
go to raymateam.com and just scroll down underneath the picture of Rachel and I, and you're going to find it. raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. This is our free resource to you. And also, once you download that, you will now be on our email list. Make sure that you stay on that because we are going to be giving you some free calls. We're going to be giving you some free masterclasses to help support you mentally, to help support you with being connected, to help support your influence during this uncertain time, okay? We don't know how long this is going to last, I've heard people say it could be two weeks. I've heard people say it could be two months. I've heard some people that I respect in the medical field, in the science field, saying it could be six months. We don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, it's going to be better in just a couple of weeks. It might not be. But I will be here to help lead you through as long as it takes and beyond. So with that, I pray that this episode encouraged you. I pray that you come away knowing that you are able to make wise choices. You are able to handle this well. Please share this with all the people that you can. If this episode encouraged you at all, share it and tag me online. Tag me on Instagram. You can find me at Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Tag Rayma team on Instagram so that we know you were encouraged by this episode. We want to help you stay mentally strong through all of this. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Have a great day. Hey, guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.